Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, September 1st. U.S. equities were able to bounce off their lows to finish mixed, with the Dow and S&P 500 able to avoid a fifth straight day of losses. On the other hand, Treasury yields and the U.S. dollar rallied, with the two-year note hitting its highest level since 2007, as the markets continue to wrestle with solidified expectations of continued aggressive Fed tightening. Investors also sifted through a host of lackluster global August manufacturing data. U.S. manufacturing output came in above estimates but remained subdued, jobless claims moderated unexpectedly, and second-quarter productivity and unit labor costs figures were revised favorably but continue to suggest economic headwinds. Equity news was lackluster as Siena Corporation missed earnings expectations, Campbell Soup offered mixed guidance, and Hormel Foods profits came in below forecasts. As well, semiconductor stocks saw pressure as the U.S. moved to restrict chip sales to China. Meanwhile, gold and crude oil prices were lower. Markets in Europe and Asia saw widespread losses as the global markets continued to be hampered by the impact of tighter monetary policies and the manufacturing data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 146 points, or 0.5%, to 31,656. The S&P 500 Index increased 12 points, or 0.3%, to 3,967. But the Nasdaq Composite lost 31 points, or 0.3%, to 11,785. In moderate volume, 4.1 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.7 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil fell $2.94 to $86.61 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $19.40 to $1,706.80 per ounce, and the dollar index jumped 0.9% to 109.66. In equity news on Thursday, Siena Corporation, ticker symbol CIEN, reported adjusted fiscal third quarter earnings per share of 33 cents, one penny shy of the fact set estimate, with revenues dropping 12.2% year over year to $868 million, south of the street's forecast of $904 million. The networking systems, services, and software company said, quote, Despite continued strong customer demand, our fiscal third quarter financial results were negatively impacted by late delivery and substantially lower than committed volume from a small number of suppliers for specific components that are essential for delivering finished goods to our customers, end quote. Siena added that while these dynamics will continue in its fiscal fourth quarter, it expects improvements as it moves into fiscal year 2023. Siena fell over 10%. Campbell Soup Company, ticker symbol CPB, posted adjusted fiscal fourth quarter earnings per share of 56 cents, in line with expectations as revenues rose 6% year-over-year to $2 billion, roughly in line with estimates. The company noted a volatile environment and inflation pressures while saying it saw improved supply chain performance. Campbell Soup issued 2023 earnings guidance that was mostly in line with expectations, while its sales forecasts came in above projections. Shares were lower.
Hormel Foods Corporation, ticker symbol HRL, announced fiscal third quarter profits of 40 cents per share, below the expected 41 cents, as revenues rose 6% year-over-year to $3 billion, mostly in line with estimates. The company noted significant challenges including continued broad-based inflationary pressures, persistent supply chain disruptions, limited turkey supply, and impacts in China from COVID-related restrictions and temporary plant shutdowns. Hormel lowered its full-year earnings per share outlook but raised its revenue guidance as it noted that it expects elevated cost inflation to persist but it views the majority of the escalated cost pressures as transient and likely to subside over the coming quarters. Hormel traded lower. The second quarter earnings season is mostly in the books, and of the 494 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 63% have topped revenue forecasts and approximately 75% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 13.7% and earnings are 7.1% higher. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders points out in her latest article titled Fade, Market Hits Resistance as Breadth Waned, how the stock rally since mid-June that has faded the last two weeks looked healthier from a breadth perspective, but low-quality leadership and deteriorating economic data have kept downside risks elevated. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter at Lizanne Saunders. The recent pullback in the markets has come as the markets anticipate continued aggressive monetary policy tightening, as we discussed in the Schwab Center for Financial Research article titled, Fed Policy Talk Rattles Market. Stocks dropped after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell vowed to bring inflation down, despite potential pain to households and businesses. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, the August Institute for Supply Management, or ISM, Manufacturing Index showed manufacturing growth, which is a reading above 50, came in above estimates but remained at the lowest level since June of 2020. The index held at July's 52.8 level versus the consensus Bloomberg estimate of a decrease to 51.9. The stronger-than-expected report came as new orders rose back into expansion territory, though production growth slowed and inventories declined. Employment rose and moved into expansion territory, and supplier delivery times shortened slightly. Inflation pressures eased noticeably, with the prices index falling to 52.5 from 60. The ISM said, quote, sentiment remained optimistic regarding demand, with five positive growth comments for every cautious comment, end quote. However, ISM noted that panelists continue to express unease about a softening economy, and they are seeing growing worries about total supply chain inventory. The final August S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing PMI Index was revised higher to 51.5, compared to estimates calling for an unrevised 51.3 level. The index was below July's reading of 52.2, with a reading above 50 denoting expansion. S&P Global's report differs from the ISM as it surveys a more diverse range of companies regarding size. Construction spending declined 0.4% month-over-month in July versus projections of a 0.2% decrease and compared to June's favorably revised 0.5% drop. Residential spending fell 1.5% month-over-month, 
while non-residential spending rose 0.8%. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 232,000 for the week ended August 27, below the Bloomberg estimate of 248,000 and south of the prior week's downwardly revised 237,000 level. The four-week moving average declined by 4,000 to 241,500, but continuing claims for the week ended August 20th rose by 26,000 to 1,438,000, matching estimates. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 4,500 to 1,428,500. Final second-quarter non-farm productivity was revised favorably to a 4.1% decrease on an annualized quarter-over-quarter basis from an initial 4.6% estimated decline and versus estimates of a revision to a 4.3% drop. First-quarter productivity was unadjusted at a 7.4% decline. Labor productivity, or output per hour, is calculated by dividing real output per hour's worked and is a major contributor to the economy's long-term health and prosperity. Unit labor costs were adjusted to a 10.2% quarter-over-quarter increase from the preliminary jump of 10.8% and versus forecasts of a revised 10.5% gain. Unit labor costs were unrevised in the first quarter at an increase of 12.7%. Treasury yields were higher, with the yield on the two-year note rising 8 basis points to 3.52%, the yield on the 10-year note gaining 13 basis points to 3.26%, and the 30-year bond rate advancing 12 basis points to 3.37%. Bond yields have moved higher as the markets anticipate further aggressive monetary policy tightening from the Fed, of which Chairman Jerome Powell solidified last week in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Also, the U.S. dollar has rallied back to near a multi-decade high. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist Kathy Jones discusses in our Schwab market perspective, Mixed Signals, how the Fed has embarked on one of the most rapid tightening cycles in over 40 years, and with inflation continuing to outpace wage growth, more rate hikes are likely on the horizon. Kathy also offers analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled, The Strong Dollar. Can it continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones, and check out our Financial Decoder podcast titled, When Interest Rates Rise, What Should You Do With Bonds, featuring Kathy. Tomorrow, investors will get a look at the August labor report. Non-farm payrolls and private sector payrolls are both projected to have added 300,000 jobs, while the unemployment rate is estimated to remain at the prior month's 3.5%, and average hourly earnings are forecasted to have increased 0.4% month-over-month and be up 5.3% year-over-year. Factory orders will also be released, expected to have gained 0.2% month-over-month during July. In international news on Thursday, stocks in Europe were broadly lower as the global markets continue to grapple with the economic ramifications of expected aggressively restricted monetary policies on both sides of the pond. Additionally, the festering energy crisis in the region that has ensued amid the ongoing war in Ukraine and Russia's actions to curb natural gas supplies added an additional layer of concern. The markets also digested a host of August manufacturing data, which showed Eurozone output contracted along with UK activity. The data followed similar manufacturing reports out of China. 
Inflation pressures have forced the Fed, Bank of England, and European Central Bank to tighten monetary policies. However, Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop CFA notes in his article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. Also, Jeff discusses in his article titled The End of Rate Hikes, how the signals from central banks that rate hikes, which began last year, may be coming to an end, could be welcome news for investors looking ahead to the next 12 months. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro and British pound traded noticeably lower versus the US dollar, which has rallied back to multi-decade highs, and bond yields in the eurozone and the UK continued to climb. The UK FTSE 100 index dropped 1.9%, Germany's DAX index declined 1.6%, France's CAC 40 index fell 1.5%, Spain's IBEX 35 index was down 1%, Italy's FTSE MIB index decreased 1.2%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 1.8% lower. Stocks in Asia finished broadly lower as the markets remain hampered by expectations of tighter monetary policies in the U.S. while digesting a host of economic data. Moreover, the U.S. announcement that it will restrict some chip sales to China weighed on the tech sector in the region. Australia's August manufacturing PMI was revised lower but remained in expansion territory, and Japan's manufacturing PMI was revised to a larger rate of expansion than initially reported for last month. However, a private sector read on China's manufacturing PMI showed output unexpectedly fell into contraction territory for August, following the government's official manufacturing report that showed output contracted as well. China, the world's second largest economy, has been hampered by the COVID-induced lockdowns, real estate struggles, and regulatory crackdowns. Also, geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China remain elevated, mostly due to the evolving situation in Taiwan, with the U.S. set to begin trade negotiations next month, of which China has expressed opposition. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his latest article titled China Q&A, Top 5 Questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. Japan's Nikkei 225 index decreased 1.5%, with the yen softening versus the U.S. dollar in choppy trading and remaining near multi-decade lows versus the greenback following a sharp drop that began in March as the Bank of Japan lags other key global central banks and monetary policy. China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 0.5% and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index traded 1.8% lower. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index fell 2%, South Korea's Kospi index dropped 2.3%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index returned to action following yesterday's holiday, moving 1.3% to the downside. The international economic calendar will close out the week with a look at CPI from South Korea, trade data from Germany, the unemployment change from Spain, and PPI from the Eurozone. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, September 1st.